Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Like, I'm flirting with every man I f***ing lay eyes on. No, like, we know. We know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> why is it so different? Guys obviously don't realize that I there's people's feelings There's like a level but of respect. You guys think that, like, you're, like, covering up for something else? You're I'm not covering up. Acting no. and feeling and all the people that you're seeing and how hard you're falling. You guys both just put yourself in the same category of you care about your own feelings, you which is I'm fine. I'm covering up for something? You That's not true. Like Ahmed, for instance, like no, I had this time. Who the f cares about him? We just met him a week, two days ago. The underlying factor here is like the flirting with multiple people and doing whatever is like covering up for something else. No, I actually go to a lot of therapy for years and years. I dive into the deep end that will always be me for the rest of my life. That's not covering up no, because I'm covering, very different. I'm doing Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Summer House Edition. You guys, I'm just going to tell you, I am going to be fighting the urge to say I'm right and I was right and I've been right this whole time um, in this episode, so please forgive me, but this episode is really just like a culmination for me that everything I've been saying this season has been true. And so I really got off on that as I usually do with regard to me being right. So let's just get into the episode and, you know, I'll just be self-satisfied. Um, so the first thing we see, the first person we see really is Alex. Remember him? He's back. Lindsay and Lindsay tells everybody at some point that Luke is not coming to the house because he has friends in town, <laughs> which really just solidifies. I'll try to 
tamp down the I'm right, but I just want to put it out there that I've been saying that clearly Luke and Alex have been signed up for some sort of himbo exchange program with regard to the summer house. And that's why Luke is not there because he has friends in town. He has, let's talk about this. Like if you have access to go to the Hamptons and you go to the Hamptons every week, you're not staying in the city with your boys. Like that is a highly unlikely thing. (laughs) Why do we not see Alex and Luke in the same room? Like, have they ever been together? Maybe one episode. Mm, anyway, um, Danielle and Robert are planning a beach picnic and some sort of like boho dance party situation because the summer's almost over. This is their second to last weekend in the house. So when they leave to get everything set up, Lindsay asks Maya what time Oliver and Ahmed are coming. Yeah, there's a guy named Ahmed apparently. So this is how we found out that Lindsay has moved on from Austin and Luciano and he was in, she was introduced to Ahmed through Danielle. So she even refers to him herself as her flavor of the week and says in a confessional that he's been at the house before, but Lindsay was too busy, you know, making out with Austin to notice, frankly. Um, Sierra overhears this and she's rolling her eyes and claiming that, you know, I don't want to engage with this, but Sierra, nobody was talking to you. So don't worry about it. <laughs> When she goes into the room with Maya and Paige, she says she's just over Lindsay and in a confessional, she's like, you know, last week, Lindsay told me that she really liked Austin and now she's here with Ahmed and it's just too much. Okay. Like I see her point, maybe 5%, but mostly, I don't know. Like if I were in Sierra's shoes, would I be annoyed I don't even know that my mind would go there, I guess. But I guess I could see, like, if I was the wronged person and you're like, oh, my gosh, this was such a big situation and all my emotions were invested in this whole situation only to find out that Lindsay really didn't give a fuck. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like that's egg on Sierra's face. (laughs) Not really on Lindsay for that. Kyle and Amanda arrive to the house last and apparently they didn't talk the entire ride because Kyle's been on business calls and honestly, like, did this even come up later in the episode? I don't think it did. They don't seem to like each other, (laughs) right? Like they just seem to be just going through the motions and just like constantly annoyed with each other. And I just don't have time for it, especially now that we found out several times in this episode that it's now a 28 day countdown to the wedding, which leads me to think, okay, if next week is their last week and there's still a month, let's say three weeks until the wedding, I guess that's not that big a deal. We can fast forward three weeks, right? (laughs) I'm interested in seeing how many episodes we have left. Uh Do you think the wedding is going to be the finale finale or do we think, I don't know. I don't know. Nor do I care because these people should not be married. (laughs) Oh God. Meanwhile, Maya's on edge trying to figure out what to wear because Oliver's coming, like I said, and she tells Paige and Sierra that she feels like things are just kind of moving fast with Oliver. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but Paige could not have looked less interested. Like clearly 
to me, unless the attention is on her or like her gushing over her relationship with Craig, it just seems like she doesn't really care what anybody else is up to. Like, I'm not trying to say that she doesn't care about Maya because like you would have to be a literal robot to not care about her, but you know what I mean, right? She says, you know, Maya says, you know, I, I feel like I'm talking to Oliver every day. I don't even talk to my best friends every day. And Paige is like, well, when you're dating somebody, you probably will talk to them every day. So then Sierra's like, I think you're not comprehending the fact that Oliver likes you. And Maya's like, me. Maya is me. She's like, no, I do get it. And that's why I feel like maybe I should run. <laughs> um, then she says, you know, there, Sierra tries to like philosophize and like dig deep and go Dr. Phil on the situation. And it's like, well, maybe this is like f- fight or flight situation with regard to Oliver is because you're newly single and you're like trying to figure things out. But Maya's like, no, no, no. I was like this before I met chef Kwame and girl, my issues are a little bit deeper than that. Then Paige starts to make a joke about how like maybe she's got some daddy issues. And then actually Maya starts to get a little bit teary eyed and she's like, actually, no, for real. Like we do have kind of a complicated situation with us. So in a confessional, she says, Maya says that she always felt like her relationship with her dad was tough and she felt like her sister was the golden girl. Like her sister was a Marsha and she was the Jan. Her sister went to Harvard. She's always been successful and she's just like a a golden child and a parent's dream. And she felt like her dad kind of saw her sister more, like acknowledged her more. And it's always led her to feel less than and it's kind of been threaded throughout all of her relationships i appreciate sierra for trying to be a good friend to maya and be like yeah you know like i have daddy issues too and they don't quite realize how they treat us as little girls affects us but i mean i think we're talking about two different situations with you maya and sierra because maya is like freaked out about a commitment about a guy who actually is crazy about her whereas like Roll, roll the tape on what Sierra's been dealing with, how, how she's been navigating her daddy issues. Then everybody gets to the beach and the setup that Danielle and Robert did for this like boho party was so chic, so cute. They have lobster rolls, all sorts of like, you know, charcuterie boards and whatnot, flower crowns. And I don't remember Lindsay ever like talking to Maya quite this much, but she's like, Oh my gosh, like we're two friends and we're dating two friends. And how exciting is that? And you know, she's trying to do that thing where you're playing it cool. And you know that like, you know, there are two guys and you're like, I don't really want to call or text him, but like, can you call your dude to see what they're up to? Since you don't really care. Like you're not really, that boy crazy um but she's looking over Maya's shoulder and notices that Maya doesn't even have Oliver's number stored in her phone yet and (laughs) when Maya's like would you have a med's phone number stored and she's like yeah obviously and Maya's only response is those boys could not have picked two polar opposite people in the house (laughs) for what it's worth I did a poll on whether or not people are a Maya or a Lindsay when it comes to matters of the heart and you know, Maya, Maya won out and Maya would be me for sure. Like 
here's a little bit of my business. I had a very lovely day with a gentleman the other day and I texted my dear friend princess and I said, you know what? That was maybe too good of a day and I feel like I should end things with him. And she says, why? Maybe he just likes you. And I thought, oh, huh. And then I got a little upset that she tried to make me feel good. So princess, if you hear that, like, I don't appreciate you being a good friend, trying to uplift me and make me feel better. Okay, please don't do it again. So when everybody sits down to eat, Paige starts to talk about Craig, ever heard of him and how she, he left a few days ago, but she got to meet his parents uh, via FaceTime and how he's been really adamant about her coming to meet them in a few weeks. And excuse me, on the other side of the uh, table, Andrea's kind of rolling his eyes. And in a confessional, he says it has basically just been like the week for he- from hell from him for him. And he tried to get a hold of Lexi all week. She wouldn't respond. So he feels like the door is now closed, right? And now hearing about Paige is like just another thing, another log on the fire. Then Paige asks Danielle and Robert when they're moving to Charleston. Because if you'll remember last week, Danielle told us that Robert is on the job hunt again. He's got this really great position that he could be taking in Charleston. And so they're both thinking about making the move. Um, Danielle's kind of like, I'm not really sure. But Paige is like, girl, if you don't do this, you're always going to regret it. And Robert says something that just was like a, a stimulation from my brain right down to my clitoris. And he said... To Danielle, you'll be the girl who didn't go to Paris. And like, if you guys don't know that reference, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to repeat it. But like the fact that a seemingly heterosexual man would say that, I've honestly never seen anything sexier on television. But like, here's why I'm crazy. Okay. I, here's another reason. Um, I tend to be not jealous of um, like the past, like if you date somebody, if you dated somebody like, come on, we're all grownups. I get that. Like everybody has a past. Everybody has a story. However, if a man were to drop a pop culture reference that like that, and so specifically, I would be like, you know what, what bitch taught you that? Because that was my lesson to teach you. And I don't appreciate that. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And are you cheating on me? Like who told you that? Because it wasn't me, okay? I'm having a flashback to when somebody, a guy texted me, it's not about the pasta, and I did not know that he watched Vanderpump Rules, and I literally was like, if you have been hiding this secret from me this whole time, I'm literally going to be mad at you. So (laughs) that's where I am, and that's why I'm single. Danielle says that she is just kind of on the fence because she never saw herself moving for a man, but... Did they? I mean, obviously they still live in New York at this point because they moved to Brooklyn, I think. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Then (laughs) Carl decides to take Kyle aside to update him on what is or rather isn't going on with Mackenzie. And he's been saying for the last couple days he's been anxious. He hasn't been sleeping well. And basically he broke things off with Mackenzie because it just didn't feel right. Right. Kyle gives Carl great advice, which is that, like, your health absolutely comes first. Like, don't worry about that. Um, And Carl's like, gosh, like, I broke things off with Mackenzie a week ago. I was just, like, feeling a lot of stress about the situation. And I wonder what that is. Like, what is he feeling? 
Because it's giving, like, he wants to be in a relationship, but he, is it like, he doesn't know how to navigate being in a relationship? Is it that, like, he doesn't know how to deal with, like, I don't, I don't quite understand what is causing the anxiety. Um, because he just didn't really seem that into her. So I don't, and they've already broken up, so I'm just confused as to, like, what he's feeling so much pressure about. Like, no judgment, I'm just, like, genuinely confused. Then after that, Amanda and Sierra and Paige are sitting around chatting about the wedding and the prenup that Kyle brought up, and Sierra's like, what the fuck do you mean of getting a prenup? Like, you are lover boy. And Amanda says, you know, she told Kyle that he needs to present her with the facts and the data. She'll do her own research and they'll go from there. But that he should not have brought up this prenup conversation a week before the wedding. Well, now we know that that is not actually true. He brought it up maybe six weeks before, which is still a short turnaround. But like, it wasn't a week, girl. You guys still got a month. Um, Then we cut back to Kyle and Carl talking about the prenup. And Carl says that after they had that conversation last week... He looked up the rules about prenups and that Kyle and Amanda were basically uh, top of the heap for the types of people who should get a prenup because they're entrepreneurs. Why is it that Carl did this research and came up with a very logical excuse, but between the two of you, one of you's waiting for the facts and formulations and the other one's just talking about how he doesn't want to make a big deal out of it. Like, It shouldn't be a big deal. I don't get this. Do we think that they're like drumming up this drama for... No, I don't. I don't. It's just so confusing to me and annoying. Annoying would be a better word. That she, Amanda, seems to, on the surface, like understand what's going on. And yet here we are. She keeps making this, uh, we're going to get a divorce situation. Like we're a prenup is just a plan for a divorce. Right. So Kyle says that he holds the majority of the stock in lover boy because, and, and because of that, he has most of the control and he feels like given how much he's put into the company, that's how it should be. Um, I don't disagree, but I, I, I also feel like Amanda's brought a lot to the table in terms of like merch and visibility. And that is not to be count to be discounted, but also like I said last week, like this is a conversation that they should have had like so long ago. Like what is is she a salaried worker? Is she making any money on the back end for the sales of her merch? Like I <laughs> You guys should have had this conversation years ago. Amanda goes on to tell Paige and Sierra that she doesn't own anything in Loverboy. And that it's really the investors that are kind of worried about the business aspect of their marriage. And she says they should be. They should be concerned because she told Kyle that if he leaves her again, she's going to take half. And then in a confessional, she says that she has zero ownership in Loverboy and best believe that if she and Kyle ever did divorce, it will most likely be because of the business and that she's not going to be walking away with nothing. And then she and Paige and Sierra are like, oh, you're going to get 60%. You're going to usually get all you want, blah, blah, blah. Protect yourself. If you, and this is what I'm saying. Like, if you're literally saying, if we get a divorce, it will most likely be because of the business and draw up some papers, girl. 
Like, you should want to protect yourself in case anything happens. Because you're telling me that you have no skin in this game. (laughs) And just the vague threat of, like, I'm taking 50%. Do you have, like, a reason, like, a legal reasoning for that? Because, (laughs) I, I mean, I'm not a judge or a lawyer, but... I, if she comes into my office and asks me, like, or, you know, and explains a situation to me, <laughs> I, I would be like, girl, <laughs> um, kind of sounds like you fucked up and you, we got a bit of an uphill battle with you because what would be stopping, um, Kyle from telling the lawyers, Hey, um, I approached her with this and I approached her with it because of the business and she didn't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that like stands in court, but I I would, (laughs) I would say it if I were Kyle and and we were getting a divorce. So something to think about, girl. So at last, Oliver and Ahmed have arrived and (sighs) great. Okay. We meet Ahmed. He's cute. He's cute. He looks kind of like, who was the girl? Payman. Payman. The guy. He dated Lindsay a while ago. He also went on a date with one of the real housewives of New York. He was on New York. Was it Tinsley or maybe Carol that went on a date with him? Let me, let me pause. Okay. Yes, it was Carol. Okay. Moving on. Um, they're roasting marshmallows and Kyle notices that Alec has, Alex rather has deigned to eat some sort of refined sugar and Alex starts to get defensive and he's like, Oh, I eat more carbs than anybody in this house. (laughs) And then Kyle says that he's been noticing that Alex has been acting more, you know, like a human and less like a Android and, um, not waking up at seven o'clock in the morning to eat a pound of ground Turkey and broccoli, like a fucking psycho for breakfast. And in a confessional, Alex says that he's loosened up more in general, but also he's more comfortable around the group. So he's enjoying life more. So enjoy that s'more baby. Don't feel guilty. Meanwhile, Amanda Page and Sierra are starting to talk about Maya and how cute she is with Oliver. And honestly, Maya might need to watch her back because Amanda was feeling the hell out of Oliver and his smile. And when Paige says that she can't put her finger on who um, Oliver looks like, <laughs> Amanda's response is, you mean he looks like my, like, aside from him being my future husband? And it's like, you know. I believe in putting out in the world what you want. Ask, believe, receive, as one Kim Zolciak beer men would say. Um, you know, you tell us, girl, does he look like your future husband? Because <laughs> that's a possibility. <laughs> um, so then Amanda says that about Ahmed, that he doesn't quite look like somebody she would see Lindsay with, but that it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, Sierra says she's not invested. I don't know why she would be. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lindsay's in full koala bear mode with Ahmed. Not a care in the world. She's living La Vida hub house. The party ends and everybody's trying to go back to the house. But, you know, it's one of that thing where, like, everybody's figuring it out. So what we hear is, like, Ahmed and Oliver saying, oh, we're probably going to go back to our place before we scoot over to yours. Which is, you know, a typical, like, we're going to go home and stay there. (laughs) I've done it. I've done it. (laughs) When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They do tell Danielle, which makes me confused as to what happens on the 20-minute drive back to the house. We don't see it, but what we do see is... Um, Danielle asking Lindsay to stay back for a second and uh, Lindsay saying that it makes her question everything and, you know, no matter what, you stay with Lindsay. (laughs) Robert walks into the house. He's shell-shocked. He's like, holy fuck, that was the worst car ride I've ever been on. Then he tells the other guys that Lindsay basically went off because she felt like Ahmed left her, okay? Um, Meanwhile, Lindsay's holding Danielle hostage in the bathroom, trying to get her to call Ahmed and... When they do get a hold of him, um, <laughs> he has no idea, like, how pissed off Lindsay is. So she keeps going on about, like, I love the beach. The beach that I invited you to. And he stops her and is like, uh, if you want to have an actual conversation instead of you trying to berate me, I'm down for it. So she goes, okay, let's go. Let's fucking go. Don't try me. Don't try me. <laughs> so this is going well. And Danielle is fortunately managed to manage to escape the bathroom while Lindsay keeps repeating to Ahmed that he left the beach that she invited him to as if she owns the beach or something and asks him if he knows how embarrassing that is. Like, do you know how embarrassing this is? Girl, nobody is checking for Ahmed, right? Like no shade, but like, I'm sure everybody in the house just thinks that like you said, he's the flavor of the week. So nobody's really embarrassed for you about this this is kind of old hat girl Ahmed does a classic like I'm gonna call you back right and in the living room Alex random another random scene asks Andrea if everything is fine like has anything else happened in the house except for that wine throw and at this point Andrea starts talking about his situation with Lexi and I'm sure that this was not the actual footage that was like happening because it was just a, you know, a house camera from the wall, the ceiling. And we couldn't see them talking. Like all we saw were their backs. What we could see is um, Alex looking at his phone. And it just, I have a feeling that Alex is not that insensitive that he would be like scrolling as Andrea is crying about his lost love. It just seemed like a fake out to me. So moving on, um, Lindsay is stamping in her bedroom. She's pouting and Kyle catches up to her and she's like talking about how upset she was that Ahmed didn't come to the house. But, you know, Kyle's like, oh, well, aren't they not coming back? (laughs) Meanwhile, Maya was right that they could not be more opposite. Like, while 
Lindsay's ranting and raving about how upset she is and how embarrassed she is. Maya's back in bed with Paige and Sierra. And when they're like, oh, well, what's going on? Like, is Oliver coming back to the house? She's like, girl, no. Like, I don't know. I told him not to worry about me. And because I didn't know how I was going to feel when I got back. So Sierra tries to get a feel on the situation. And it's like, well, when you hung out, did you feel like it was a struggle? Or were you feeling like, eh, about it? And she's like, I just kind of feel like I struggled. Back to Lindsay, she's asking Kyle, like, if he really liked me, why wouldn't he stay with me? And Kyle just takes the longest sip of his lover boy and he goes, uh, you guys just met up a week ago, Lindsay. <laughs> so then Lindsay's like, well, nobody gives a fuck when I get shit on. And Kyle's like, that's not true. And then he tries to hug her. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, why would anybody be upset? They don't even know what's going on. And also, like, they don't know him. And he, also, he didn't shit on you. And also, like, you were being mean to him. And also, like, what's going on, girl? What's happening? So everybody goes to bed, and Amanda engages in some sort of weird, psychosexual, mean mommy character and starts to complain to Kyle about how he's always the last one to go to bed, and he needs to go to bed, and is like, I'm just trying to turn the music down. Like, chill. <laughs> I don't know what happened between the kitchen and them getting to the bedroom but at some point kyle's walking around like the copper tone baby with his trunks basically around his thighs he's trying to cover his dick with the camera meanwhile amanda's pushing him onto the bed like (laughs) he's asking what's going on i'm asking what's going on when at what point did he lose his pants I need like unedited footage of that. Not that I want to see. I just don't understand how you lost your pants between the kitchen and the whatever. Everybody goes to bed in the morning. Maya's making pancakes for the house. Carl's back into the swing of his workouts and his meditation. And he says in a confessional that this is just further proof that he made the right decision. About how, because of how good he feels and how right it feels. And honestly, like I can't help but agree because... Honestly, like seeing Carl doing push-ups by the pool made me feel better. It felt right to me. That felt right. So Robert, we see, then asks Danielle in bed before they go downstairs if he thinks, if she thinks that Lindsay's still mad at everybody. But when she comes down, she says she's totally cool and it was just a huge miscommunication that Ahmed was trying to call her and text her, but she didn't get any of those messages because she was on the beach and when she got home, she saw all of it. And so everything's just fine. Then everybody says that they're going to go to a winery for the day and Kyle surprises them with uh, the fact that he rented a party bus and everybody was like more happy about the party bus than actually going to the winery. We get a flashback of all the good times that the summer house kids have had on a party bus where um, Kyle's spinning down it like a fireman's pole and Jordan's in the Uh, missionary position telling everybody that one time a girl was giving him head and she stuck a finger up his butt. Jordan seems like a fever dream, doesn't he? Like, (laughs) what a strange, strange person that guy is. What happened to him? I don't care. As everybody's getting ready for the winery, Amanda asks Paige if she saw the blind item on Dumois about uh, Kristen Cavallari dating some country star. Paige seems so thrilled. And she's like, you know what? I, I hope she's so happy. They seem like a good fit. 
So then they start to talk about Oliver, and Maya says that she was just kind of overwhelmed by the situation, but she does feel like she'll probably see him again. And so then when Amanda asks Maya if it bothered him, bothered her that he didn't come back to the house last night, she's like, no, I don't feel like how Lindsay felt. (laughs) And this is the last conversation that we should have had about Lindsay and her love life, but that turned out not to be true. So... They start talking about how they can't really take this whole situation with Lindsay and Ahmed seriously because she just met him like a week ago. And in a confessional, Amanda says that she's totally here for Lindsay having a hot hub summer and having fun. But it just seems like she's kind of fully invested in every guy she meets. And there's a new guy like every few days. And so Amanda says that she just feels like she really... If if Lindsay really wanted to have some fun, then... It would have been like a no strings attached summer, but it just seems like there's a whole web of strings attached when it comes to Lindsay. Sierra says that she's still trying to deal with the fact that, you know, when she had that conversation, Lindsay said that she, you know, really liked Austin and, you know, she's just taking the shit personally and it's hurtful to her. What does she want for Lindsay? Like, at this point, you've gotten everything that you could possibly want. You had the conversation. Let it go. Why are you still mad? Why are you mad about this? Like, I just don't get it. Lindsay can like Austin all she wants. And she can also see other people. Kind of like the situation that you had. Or (laughs) the situation you thought you had, Sierra. But that turned out not to be true. Um, I mean, would she be happier if she... If Lindsay was like, you know what? I'm really going to go for Austin? No. So, like, what do you want from her? There was another short scene of Amanda and Kyle talking about their wedding. Honestly, it did not matter at all. I'm I'm so over this wedding that shouldn't have happened in the first place. Like, it's not giving. It's not giving at all. So everybody hops on the party bus and they decide to have everybody go around. You get two minutes of everybody gets to ask any question. And if they don't want to answer the question, they have to take a shot. So Danielle is up first and Carl's like, have you ever had anal? (laughs) Just right out the gate, right? And Danielle says no, but she's saving it for marriage. Love that for her. Um, Then who did we get next? Oh, Maya. Carl's first question for Maya is the last time, when was the last time you had a wet dream? She says she has them every day. And also she masturbates every day. And she loves being by herself. And she's got the tools to make it happen. Okay. Alex is next. And he reveals that he's not had anal nor a threesome. But he's definitely been caught by his parents masturbating. Okay. (laughs) Alex then asks Sierra who the better kisser is between him and and Carl she decides to take a shot instead of answering then Danielle asks Kyle what his favorite part about Amanda's body is and he's like honestly her vagina (laughs) and and that's true because if you guys remember a couple seasons ago like back when they used to have sex um they really were extremely efficient and even Amanda referred to not only uh Kyle as a one-minute man but herself as a one minute woman and listen I'm all for a quickie but at some point like we gotta we gotta invest right (laughs) we gotta invest some time into the situation and like really see what's happening because like what I'm hearing is like he's a six pump chump and 
I mean, you're the one marrying him, girl. <laughs> so enjoy, enjoy. I personally like to take a little time to enjoy the view, but that's just me. That's just me. Lindsay then asks Paige if she would move to Charleston if Craig asked her. She immediately says yes. And when they ask her if she's in love with Craig, she decides to take a drink. But in a confessional, she says that she's not not in love with him and that last week something really shifted with her and Craig's relationship. And she feels like a different kind of butterfly with Craig than she has with anybody else. So she has to pack her bags to make this relationship continue then buckle up Charleston I mean what's what is like really the there's no setback to that except she'll be in the south and not in New York but Charleston's beautiful and like let's not act like she's not going to be on that show so it's not like it's the best situation because we know she still wants to be on television and she also knows that to be in this relationship there's really no downside to it because she still gets to be on tv and also i guess she likes him but you know we don't need to talk about that <laughs> um what happens after that oh andrea stands up and screams who is the big that biggest dick that you have been with <laughs> who is the biggest dick that you have been with <laughs> Paige does say that it's his sorry craig but it like if i if you asked me before this because i feel like I have a, um, not a sixth sense, but a dick sense. And then I can tell who's got it, who's got the hammer and who doesn't. And if I had to, well, I, I don't know. Craig's to me seems like he would be very bad in bed. And so it wouldn't even matter if his dick was like average. <sighs> Yeah, I do think that I would say Andrea probably had a bigger one. But I also feel like it's probably, there's probably not a, not much of a difference. And like quiet as it's kept, they both don't really seem, they're not giving girth to me. Like I'm not getting a, an, an aura of girth. So, you know, long or, or not, it, at some point, like it doesn't really matter. The last question is Amanda asking Lindsay if she could see a future with Carl. And she starts to say that it's a delicate answer, but then she decides to take a drink instead. Interesting. It, it's weird to me that they keep dropping hints about this Carl and Lindsay thing all summer, but they, I feel like neither of them have addressed it in a talking head. So even though we know that they're together now, it's going to be kind of like clunky for them to explain. And it seems like it's happening next week that like all of a sudden they're like flirtatious and having a fun, sexy time with each other. But you guys know that I do not care about this relationship. So moving on, <laughs> they get to the winery. Andrea does a cheers with Lindsay on the side about the hopes that they'll find love one day. And then when Lindsay and Carl get up from the table to play cornhole, Maya tells Danielle that Oliver actually texted her and said that he thinks Ahmed might be in love with Lindsay. But then when they're like, oh, should we tell her? Danielle says no, because Lindsay's going to hear that and take that shit two, two, two to the moon. Okay. <laughs> and push it into the overdrive. So no, thank you. Um, but gosh, like what a sliding doors moment. 
You know what I mean? Like, what if she did hear that? What if things, things, think about how different things could potentially be if she found out that information. Andrea tells everybody that his biggest wish right now is to fall in love. And he's been feeling that way for a few months. And so all the girls kind of huddle around him. And (laughs) I hope you guys saw Danielle's face when Amanda jokingly asks Andrea if seeing her and Kyle is what made him feel like he wanted to be in a relationship. Because she was like, (laughs) not not really. (laughs) I mean, it was clearly a joke, but not a great one. We all know the answer is a, a hell no. Definitely not. I mean, Andrea does say, you know, I know that you guys have some issues, but, you know, at the end of the day, I know you guys have a deeper bond and I just want to wake up with somebody and, you know, have something like that. And I did have something like that for a little while, but it's gone now. And he starts tearing up. And um, so he goes on to say about how like six months ago, he was kind of a free bird and Paige rolls her eyes. But then he says that he feels like he may have found his soulmate in Lexi, but she's not going to come back. So then Paige is like, hmm, when did all of this go down? <laughs> and he's like, well, it's probably like about 10 days after we stopped talking. And um, maybe it was probably around the weekend that you went to Charleston to see Craig. Probably lined up for around that time. So <laughs> then they're still trying to figure out like, how long he was with his chick and he's like oh you know it was kind of a short time period but it was really intense and we were together all the time and Paige is like well do you feel like Lexi broke things off because you wanted to just be single and he's like well yeah like I didn't want to commit 100% at the time but now I regret it so Danielle is asking the question she's like I don't understand the timeline of this all because you were flirting with Paige You've been flirting with her all the time. It's not adding up to me that you've got all these new feelings for somebody else. We don't even know who this girl is. What's going on? You can tell that Paige is feeling some type of way about the the fact that Andrea only started to be upset about this chick um, after the fact. Which seemed like a weird point like why are you bringing this girl up now why are you only upset about it now like what what is that answer going to do for you Paige I don't know but then she really starts to get annoyed she's like I was like on the fence with you and Craig I was one like I was always going to end things with Craig because of it and she tells Andrea like in this moment it's really hard for me to not to feel totally used because I'm not a distraction I'm not a filler Andrea says, nobody asked me how I felt about Paige and Craig hooking up when Craig was my best friend in the winter house because I was hurt too, but I didn't want to make it a big thing. So Paige is like, well, you only knew Craig, Craig for a couple of weeks, but I've known him for three years. And, you know, I didn't start even talking to Craig until a month after things ended with you. But I mean, I guess we can compare this to Sierra, Austin, and uh, Lindsay, right? Like, <sighs> normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You're the Lindsay in this situation, kind of. Like, you're the one who's been having your cake and eating it, too, between two guys. You're the one who's now claiming that, like, he shouldn't feel some type of way because he only knew um, Craig briefly and... And she's, you've known him for three years. Like, isn't that sort of the same thing that you should tell Sierra? Like, Lindsay knew him, Austin, for years. And she only knew, uh, what's his face for, for a couple weeks. And they were equally as hot and heavy as Sierra and, um, or as Paige and Andrea were in the winter house. So, (laughs) feeling hypocritical. Feeling the winds of hypocrisy just slamming my face right now. Actually, wouldn't that make Paige kind of the Austin of the situation? Andrea would be the Sierra, and Craig would be Lindsay. You're Austin, baby. Ooh, (laughs) that's bad. Then Lindsay chimes in and says that, you know, even though Andrea has feelings for Lexi and Paige, he's also been flirting with a bunch of other women over the summer and kind of like doing his own thing, just like she has. And Paige is very quickly to say, yeah, I know. We know. We know that you guys have been out here in these streets. Um, so then Lindsay asks, like, well, what's the difference between me and Andrea? And Paige and Sierra both start talking at the same time. Sierra was just chomping at the bit to like keep going about how she just said that she liked Austin a week ago and how hurtful that is to her somehow. But they're talking over each other, Paige and uh, Sierra. And they're going on about how like, you know, you guys, Lindsay really doesn't think about how other people's feelings are involved and that there's a level of respect that needs to be happening And then Amanda chimes in and asks Lindsay if maybe she's covering up for something else because she's dating all these people and she's feeling a lot and she's falling for them really hard and it's just not really making sense for her. Lindsay tries to say something about Ahmed and Paige is like, girl, nobody cares about Ahmed. We just met him two days ago. Like, it's not just about this. (laughs) Amanda says... I just feel like there's an underlying factor of you, Lindsay, flirting with all these people. It just kind of feels like a cover-up or maybe something else. And Lindsay's like, you know what? I've actually done a lot of therapy for years. And I do some deep dives. And that's just who I am and who I always will be. And Amanda tries to reiterate that Lindsay needs to realize that she's falling really fast and really hard for all these people. And Lindsay's like, (laughs) like... Who says this? Mae West. Like, this ain't my first time at the radio, girl. Like, this is not the first time that's happened. It's happened all my life. It's going to keep continuing. Okay? Thank you. 
So Paige and Sierra keep talking about how, like, you know, oh, you you need to think about how, like, your actions affect other people. And Danielle immediately is like, this is horseshit. Okay. (laughs) Oddly, Kyle tells Danielle to chill out. And she looks dead in his face and says, don't tell me to do that. You need to chill out. (laughs) And you can just tell he turned into a pillar of salt and was like, why did I even say that? That wasn't even worth it. Um... So Lindsay goes on to say that she's had the best summer of her life because she's put herself in different situations that she hasn't done in five years. And they're like, you can do what you want all day long, but like there are consequences and repercussions. So Lindsay says, I've tried to apologize to Sierra a thousand times or a hundred times at this point. And Sierra's like, oh, bitch. No, we've had one conversation and there were not a hundred apologies that happened during that. (laughs) And so Lindsay's like, well, you owe people an apology. She's like, who do I owe an apology? And, and Lindsay just kind of stares at her. And then Sarah's like, well, I did apologize to Danielle for throwing that drink at her. And I'm sorry if you got caught in the crossfire, but like I did apologize and you only did apologize to me once. Amanda starts quietly crying to herself and she walks away from the table because she's like, it just wasn't my intention for everybody to start yelling at each other. And I think that there's a sense of truth to that. But also I feel like it's been very clear to me that Amanda is hyper aware of the cameras and how she comes off. And it seems like every time she feels that she's coming off poorly, the tears start happening. Sierra then goes on to tell Lindsay that she needs to realize that, you know, her hooking up with men affects her because last weekend, one more time, she told her that she likes Austin. And at this point, Paige gets up to join Amanda and Kyle. And um, Amanda's like, well, I just wanted to check in on Lindsay to see if she's okay. And Paige says, is Lindsay okay? No. She says she's been in therapy for years. Like, switch your therapist, my girl. Ew. Boo, Paige. Boo, girl. Boo, Earns. <laughs> I don't like that. The, the whole, like, oh, making jokes about her mental health. Like, oh, you need to switch therapists. And, like, this, like, whole slut-shaming thing that she's going on. I don't like it. I personally am going to take Amanda out of the situation because I genuinely don't think she was trying to slut-shame her. But I do think that she was, like, trying to be... Iyanla in this situation and it just was like not necessary I loved Kyle in this moment when Paige says that she needs to switch therapists Kyle says well she actually did and we have the old one (laughs) so then Amanda says that Lindsay and Ahmed haven't even slept together at this point and it just feels like she's having a bunch of emotional connections and she's just really confused as to how that can happen so deep so quickly and then Kyle says she just met this dude on Friday and she scared him away already. How is that even possible? <laughs> then he tries to pee in a bush and back to our old Kyle and Paige tells him, you know what? You actually can't do that. First of all, it's not a bush. Secondly, we are in a winery. These are vines. Grapes that are going to have to be sold without the stench of your um, lover boy infested pee all over it. Meanwhile, Alex and Andrea are having their own conversation off to the side about how they feel like Andrea caught everybody off guard. And Alex is like, that's actually not true. Like you've been 
um, it's been coming out little by little over time. Then Andrea, with his chest out, and I mean that literally and figuratively, says he goes on the speech about how everybody thinks that he's fine all the time because he's so beautiful and so successful and he seems so happy and he's not okay. He has a soul too. And like, I, I get that. I'm just going to admit that as an uggo myself, I just have a hard time <laughs> with somebody looking like that and like crying over a, a lost love. Like, is this what's happening? Is that he just doesn't know what it's like to be rejected? <laughs> I kind of feel like maybe that's what's happening. And I don't want to like, he's sad and I get that. And it, and it doesn't feel good to feel like you let something go. But I just feel like maybe this is like the first time somebody said no to him. And he's like, doesn't know how to feel. <laughs> but I feel for you, girl. Like, I don't want to come insensitive. Like, I'm going to have to unpack the feeling of pretty privilege that I have towards Andrea. And I'm going to work on that. But I just have a theory that this may have been the first time that a woman has actually, like, put their foot down with him. Alec does say, you know, I I do agree with you, but maybe you should feel think about how other people might feel in the situation, like namely Paige. And he's like, yeah, like I, I, I totally get that. Then Amanda and Lindsay go off to have their own one-on-one -on -one conversation. But before they go, Carl kind of takes Lindsay for a second and is like, hey, are you okay? And, and Lindsay looks at him like, are you for real right now? And she goes, am I okay? Because I date so many people. And Carl's like, uh, it was just a simple question. Like, people ask me all the time if I'm okay. But then Danielle does something weird. And she's like, well, have you have you been asking uh, Andrea if he's okay? Have you been asking Sierra if she's okay? And Carl's like, I'm best friends with Lindsay. I, <laughs> I don't want to do this with you. Um, so then we see our last scene of Amanda and Lindsay's conversation. And... Amanda tries to explain what she was just trying to say. And first she says, you know, it's hard to bring things up in a group setting because, you know, everybody has their own opinion and their own narrative. But what she was trying to do was check in with Lindsay to see if she's okay. Because I, she, she's known each other for years. She knows what single Lindsay looks like. And this just feels very different from what she's used to. And Lindsay's response is, well, people grow. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Lindsay. She's so funny. She's absolutely hilarious to me. I don't know if like going off on a guy you just met um, is like growth. Doesn't feel or smell like growth to me, but I also don't know you. So maybe this is growth for you. <laughs> then Amanda continues to say that she's not trying to be judgmental of Lindsay's sex life. She doesn't care if she fucks every grape in this vineyard, okay? But it feels like she's giving a piece of her heart to everybody this summer. And Lindsay's like, yeah, I do that. That's who I am. And the narrative and the conspiracy theories are just so wild to me. I will always, for the rest of my life, dive into the deep end. And I will always put my heart out there because I don't want to waste any time. And so Amanda hits her with the... You almost had a fucking family, Lindsay. Like, you were pregnant. Which, I, I, I understand what Amanda was trying to do. I would not have personally brought that up. Mm. <laughs> 
Like, do you really want her to cry about the baby that she... Did I say abortion? <laughs> I don't know. Do you really want her to cry about the miscarriage she had in a vineyard? Like, after people were just slut-shaming her? Like, that's, you know, that's a lot, Robin. And and I don't really know what, what she wants from her. And, and Lindsay's right. Like, am I not allowed to be happy? Like, I've gotten over it. I'm allowed to do that. Like, it was her situation. It's her body. It, period. I'm, I'm totally, totally with her. Um, and... Then Amanda's just like, you know, as long as you're happy, fine. And Lindsay's like, I am. I've had the best summer of my entire life. So Amanda tries to kind of like guilt her. She's like, am I being a bad friend by like just making sure you're okay? And Lindsay's like, no, you're not being a bad friend. But like, if you want me to answer the question, I'll, I'll answer it. And I I fully understand what her frustrations with the whole situation. Like it was W-A-C-K, whack, whack wiggity whack what these girls namely Paige and Sierra were trying to hint at like I Sierra that man does not want you so like whether or not she moves on with 75 different men named Ahmed it does not matter Austin's not coming back okay he's not coming home there's no there's no hope there the lights off the door is closed okay so I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm feeling for Lindsay in this moment, but, and I don't want to, I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but I've been thinking to myself, like, what does Carl think seeing all this? Namely this episode specifically when she's like, I'm just going to dive in head first with anybody. If, if I saw, if I was dating somebody on TV, I would in the back of my mind wonder like, is this real or is this you just trying to make anything work and you're just trying to fit like your round peg in any hole that you want? So I, I don't know. I like, it's not about the sex. It's not about who she's dating. It's not about the amount of people she's dating. It's just like, I'm just gonna feel everything immediately. <laughs> I, I would just like, Ooh, I don't know if that's like, the vibe that I would feel comfortable with if I were dating somebody and they said that on television, but you know what, if they like it, I love it. Maybe, you know, that's just another thing that I need to unpack. And I'm sure if one of you guys is mad at me, you'll let me know. So (laughs) hopefully I didn't offend anybody. Love you guys so much. Thank you guys for listening. Thank me for speaking. We'll be back next week. Kyle apparently freaks out on everybody. (laughs) 